Episode 11. Here we go. Got some work to do today. Got some work to do today. Welcome to episode 11. Wavy and Gray podcast. The lounge is open. It's an afternoon production. And it's a beautiful, gloomy day outside of the Luisano Lounge. That's right. A lot of moisture out here in the desert. Um, and, and frankly, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I love the rainy weather. I love the clouds are out. Feels really good outside. This is perfect Arizona weather. You know what else I'm feeling good about, Wave? What are you feeling good about, Wave? I'm feeling good about my picks this week. Ooh. There were some picks. Yeah. And you did win the majority of them, so um, <laughs> I do got to give you a shout out on that. Uh, you know, good job for you. Uh, but that, ladies and gentlemen, that beat there is from Dominic Ware, Mr. Dom Beats, baby. Uh, if you do like that beat, you can definitely reach out to Dom Beats there and um, send them over an email. That is Dom Beats, which is D O M B E A T Z 230 at gmail.com. You guys send it, send that email over to him. Uh, he's got plenty of more beats that he can send out to you. If you are an artist looking for some beats, my cousin Dominic Ware's got the beats, baby. Yeah, Dom, thanks for sending that in to us. Uh, love love the beats. Love opening up episode 11 with it. And I appreciate you shooting it our way. Yeah, for sure. Anyone else want to send anything to the podcast? It is wavygraypodcast at gmail.com. So remember, guys, wavygray, gray is G-R-A-Y, podcast at gmail.com. Send over your music. We love to play it on the show. And uh, give you a little exposure as that's what the Wavy and Great Podcast is all about. That's right. Keeping it local. Keeping it local. Keeping it hot. Keeping it great. Uh, Got a good show on tap for you guys. Very excited to bring this edition of episode 11 to you guys. Uh, We'll get started with the podcast rundown here. Um, Obviously, we have a few things to talk about. We'll jump right in. Say our hellos. Say our welcomes. uh, Talk to the people. And then we jump right in our hot topic which obviously everyone out there has heard. Miles Garrett suspended for yeah. indefinitely uh, and is protesting that. And uh, then we also had the Kaepernick workout fallout. Uh, what are some of the positives? What are some of the negatives? And what did we take away from what we saw from Kaepernick there? Um, and then the college football playoff picture has updated. Yeah. We have a new top four teams. Uh, so we'll go ahead and run that list down all the way down to number six because a Pac-12 school is in there. Yes. And so, yes, they are. Uh, as we were following our ASU football, we know we're rooting for a Pac-12 team to get some of that recognition um, and bring some love to the Pac-12. Um, and then after that, Raina's Corner will proceed. We have a new song. I know we talked <laughs> to you guys about the songs. We have another edition to the Raina's Corner. We got a new song that we're going to play for Raina's Corner today. Uh, hopefully you guys really do like it. Did Raina pick this song? Is Raina it? did not pick this okay. song. And again, <laughs> while we while I'm able to get questions from Raina, I cannot get Raina to send me a song. So Raina, we beg you, send us a song to the Wavy and Gray podcast so we could pick what you want to listen to right. for your yep. segment. Okay. So Raina's Corner reads, what is your opinion on HOA telling us when we're allowed to start decorating for holidays. HOAs. Do you agree with that bullshit? Okay. She didn't say bullshit, but I added it. Sure. Added sure. it for, for theatrics. Yeah. All right. And then after Raina's Corner, we'll jump into our first break. Uh, you guys hear from our great sponsor here at Anchor.fm. And then right back into the Wavy and Gray Top 5 Power Rankings. Again, Gray said he had some picks. He did a damn good job this week. Taken two of the three games from me this week. Uh, so he's jumped himself right back into the discussion as Wavy has 11 points from great picks and Gray now has 10. That's right. Only down by one. Only down by one coming down the back stretch of the season. So it looks like the pros are going to have a tight 
tight race here. Um, so we got that. We'll take our picks from this Thursday night, Colts in Houston. Uh, Sunday night, Packers and 49ers. And then the Monday night, Ravens versus Rams. That's a- we'll also discuss that. And then in our local spotlight, where we're going to wrap it all up, uh, our local Arizona spotlight, it'll include such things as what teams we're excited about in Arizona over the next few years. Like what teams are really shining and potentially look like they'll turn the corner. Um, then we'll have the ASU Suns. Talk about a little bit of them coming back to reality. Uh, Suns have five for five in their last 10 games. ASU has dropped four straight or, or three straight games, right? Three straight games. And then we shout out the House of Sinners podcast. Um, we're going to shout Love those guys podcast. out because that podcast is raw raunchy and i fucking love it yeah. so we're gonna shout them out and then uh speak a little bit uh delhi every day our our local artist that has provided us with a few songs that we've listened to on the show uh he had a performance at the hip-hop festival um over the past week so we're gonna go ahead and discuss some of that as well and then that'll do it for episode 11 love it love it strong show strong show coming down the line today and uh, and with that, let's turn the page and let's talk about these hot topics. Let's see um, what kind of what topics are making news this week. And of course, it is the Miles Garrett uh, topic as well as Colin Kaepernick. Absolutely. And really quick before we get into that, I just had one shout out. Obviously, uh, it's Pump the November. Brakes. Pump the brakes. It's November. November eighteenth was yesterday. Or actually two days ago, I apologize, but I uh, got a special birthday shout out to my boy JP, Mr. Juan Partita. So happy birthday to you, sir. And then happy birthday to all my November birthday people out there. Um, Waving Great Podcast, we looking out for y'all. So happy birthday. Let's get rolling. We got some great stuff for you guys. And we're going to kick it off with Mr. Colin Kaepernick. I've been ready for three years. I've been denied for three years. We all know why I came out here, showed it today in front of everybody. We have nothing to hide. So we're waiting for the 32 owners, the 32 teams, Roger Goodell, all of them to stop running. Stop running from the truth. Stop running from the people. We're out here. We're ready to play. We're ready to go anywhere. My agent, Jeff Nally, is ready to talk to any team. i interview with any team at any time. I've been ready. I'm staying ready. And I'll continue to be ready. We'll be waiting to hear from Roger Goodell, the NFL, the 32 teams. We'll let you know if we hear from them. Ball's in their court. We're ready to go. Colin Kaepernick is ready to go, guys. And like we said, he had a workout schedule by the NFL. That was this past Saturday. Uh, They set that up at the Atlanta Falcons uh, facility. And Colin Kaepernick... Him and his team have been going back and forth with the NFL, trying to get some accommodations, trying to figure out and come to an agreement on both sides. It just didn't turn out that way. 26 teams Mm -hmm. showed up to the Atlanta Falcons uh, training facility to watch him. And Colin Kaepernick and his team felt it, the need to just go ahead and change the location and make sure that they got their point of view out, make sure they got what they wanted to kind of broadcast. And that's why he talks about that transparency. Um, There was a lot of discussions this week about two sides. Yeah, the Kaepernick thing, I'm getting a little tired of the Kaepernick thing personally. Um, I'm okay with Colin Kaepernick taking a knee during the National Anthem. I had no issues with that at all. And, and frankly, I, I tip my cap to him um, that he was trying to uh, to call attention, you know, to kind of what's wrong with society um, as far as like uh, the way that blacks were being kind of treated, the police brutality piece, um, and, and that he was kind of using his forum, if you will, to call our attention to it, right? And, sure. and, and to make people discuss it, talk about it, things like that. But what I have issue with is the fact that Colin Kaepernick feels like he's kind of above everything um, from like a moral standpoint, right? If I'm going to apply for a job and they tell me here is where the interview is, that's where I'm going to go, right? 
I'm not going to tell the person I'm trying to be employed by, you know what, that just doesn't work for me. I want you guys to drive where I am for this interview. Now, I understand that he didn't want anything, kind of the the rug pulled out from underneath him by the NFL, and it does seem a little fishy, the whole way this thing was set up, um, thrown together in the 11th hour, media not allowed, NFL trying to dictate this, trying to dictate that, have him sign paperwork, whatever. But if I'm trying to earn millions of dollars a year, and I'm coming to this employer um, as a backup option was the last time that I worked for them. I wasn't even a starter. I was a backup because my performance wasn't up to par. But now all of a sudden, I'm telling you where I'll be interviewed. I have a little bit of an issue with that, Wave. I, I absolutely see and understand your take, right? I understand your position. Uh, what I think was happening here is Colin Kaepernick wants there to be full transparency. Essentially, I want everyone to be able to see that I'm ready to play football. I can perform that. I He felt that the NFL wasn't going to allow that narrative and they wanted to write their own, which is the reason why they set up the facility. This facility could have been ready at any time. They decide, you know what? Saturday is going to work. Atlanta's going to be gone on a road trip. We can do it here. Um, you can't bring your media cameras. There can't be any of this. There can't be any of this. Um, they even released a statement saying the reason they wanted to record was Nike wanted to make a commercial. Right. Yep. Um, and Nike asked that they retract that statement because that wasn't the truth, right? And so Colin Kaepernick just wants his ability to be out on display, which is why when they changed the location, they streamed it live on YouTube. But he just wants everyone to see that he is physically ready to play football. And he felt that the NFL was just ponying him ponying him up essentially as just a prop and just something to be like, Oh, we're trying to work with him. We're trying to do this. We're trying to do that. Um, but having him sign a waiver, um, completely different waiver than uh, any other players that they've had previously in the position doing these workouts. Um, they want to have it dictated by them. They brought in their coach to run the workout. They brought in like everything. And I understand that. I completely understand it, but Colin Kaepernick is not a college athlete coming in applying for a job. No, he's a backup quarterback, is, not good enough to he start. He is a proven mm -hmm. NFL starter in the league that has won playoff games. Yeah. So it's not Went to a it's, Super Bowl. it's not the same. Colin Kaepernick has a camp. Colin Kaepernick has wide receivers that he can bring to the workout. Um, but he just felt that the NFL wasn't going to push his narrative or they were going to try and push their own and essentially – Let's say that Colin Kaepernick works out, nobody saw the video, and the NFL says, oh, yeah, we worked him out. He just wasn't good enough. Now they have a legitimate reason to say, hey, we brought him in for a workout. He wasn't good enough. But if no, if none of the people could see this workout, how are we to know that Colin Kaepernick wasn't good enough? Especially, you look at all the backup quarterbacks there are in the league right now and all these failing teams with – needing a quarterback. Um, you even got teams that have great defenses like the Bears that quarterback are struggling right now. So I just don't see how Colin Kaepernick couldn't, you know, get it all together and the NFL couldn't realistically offer some better opportunity for him. Uh, I don't think they owe it to still him. made it out. Eight yeah. teams still made it out. They drove the hour away, uh, made it out. But again, it wasn't the 25 teams. I, I just think Kaepernick's ego is getting a little ahead of himself. He thinks he's bigger than he truly is. And the NFL does not need Colin Kaepernick. He threw shade at Jay-Z or his girlfriend threw shade at Jay-Z. And Jay-Z was someone who was advocately promoting Colin Kaepernick to play in the NFL, to get another chance. And then they throw shade at Jay-Z. Um, and this isn't the only person he's done that to. He did it to Ray Lewis as well. He thinks he's bigger than he truly is. And that's the only issue that I have with him. And again, I, I support his kneeling. I support the fact that he wants to like represent um, black lives, right? And, and I'm okay with that. And, and I applaud it. But if you're applying for a job, have some humility. Don't show up with a Kunta Kenti shirt on, right? He does everything he possibly can to ruin his opportunities. And what he's going to do at this point, maybe he'll get signed, maybe he won't. But for someone who wasn't even good enough to start the last time he was with this organization, with this employer, 
he sure is kicking up a lot of dust trying to get paid millions of dollars. I, I, I hear you, but I just, I think it's bigger than, uh, from an ego standpoint, I don't think it's an ego standpoint thing. I think that it is literally him showing the world the NFL's a bully. And the yeah. NFL is a bully. And that's what I think his But there's a is. lot of companies that bully their employees. For sure, but his point is... And, and, and not in like... Is. You blackballed me out the league for three years. My talent didn't run me out the league. It did, though. Because he wasn't even starting. There's no way his talent ran him out the league when they're a quarterback starting like Fitzpatrick, who's been on 30 teams. Yeah, and Fitzpatrick's probably a, a much better employee than Colin Kaepernick. Right, he's probably not punching his employer in the face every chance he gets, so he's easier to employ. He's not, he's not a circus like Tim Tebow. Nobody wanted to sign Tebow. I'm a Broncos fan, but Tebow couldn't throw it downfield. Right. But Tebow had success. He made it one game less than Colin Kaepernick because Tebow made took the Broncos to the AFC Championship game. Right, Kaepernick went to a Super Bowl. They both had success. In the, in the NFL with their style and who they were. But no one wanted to sign Tebow because of the circus he is. And I think Colin Kaepernick's putting himself in that same spot. We don't need all the cameras. We don't need all the drama. We don't need all of our practices becoming what's going on with Colin Kaepernick. It's easier to run a business without the drama. It's easier to run a business without the circus. And Colin Kaepernick has successfully turned himself into drama and a circus and I wouldn't employ him either at this point because it's going to take away from football. It's be, it's going to become about Colin. I just think he's trying to draw he's trying to draw attention to an issue that has plagued the league essentially. Um, the same way he start was a podcast, to draw, Colin. Start a podcast. Talk trying, about it there. The same way he was trying to draw attention to the racially you know the racial murders and different things like that. That's what I think he's doing. That's all he's doing. So he can and he can start it. a podcast. That's it. He doesn't need to play in the NFL. I don't think it's that serious. Colin Kaepernick is better than the majority of quarterbacks in the league. Period. How what percentage is, is no, Colin Kaepernick better? Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick will perform better than Kyle Allen. He'll perform better Ooh. than some of these rookie quarterbacks that are in there starting right now. Washington doesn't have a quarterback. Their quarterbacks are getting Denver hurt. doesn't have Alex a quarterback. Smith is hurt. Right. Denver doesn't have a quarterback. Uh, there are very few select teams that have elite quarterbacks right now. And Colin Kaepernick has shown that he can be an elite quarterback. Again, Colin Kaepernick's whole being a backup and everything started after he was taking knees. That's, that's when it all started. He Colin Kaepernick was not just a backup. Like Colin Kaepernick came in, took the team to a Super Bowl, right? They lost the Super Bowl to the Baltimore Ravens, right? It was the brother's right. Super yep. Bowl, right? But I don't feel like Colin Kaepernick... And he probably Kaepernick lost it once those lights went out. Away. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about? The lights went out, caused the whole array, but the Colin Kaepernick thing can go on forever. I think we've kind of said what we want to say in addressing it. Um, I feel like we're going to be at odds with the Miles Garrett thing as well. <laughs> no, I bet you we're on the same Just because there. the way you... We talked about this with Montez Burfick. Yep. You didn't like Vontez Burfick. You felt like he was a dirty player. I felt like he was just a player playing the game he grew up loving. Miles Garrett rips the helmet off of Rudolph and then proceeds to swing the helmet at Rudolph's head. Now, I was just looking up Ka- Kaepernick's stats. His last season, he had 16 touchdowns and four interceptions. That's pretty good. Not bad, right? Not bad. 11 games played. Okay. I will tell you. Phillip Rivers has thrown four touch, uh, four interceptions each game in the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers, that's another guy that... Could become a free agent, I too. Mean, Stay tuned on that. Like, let's be real. Phillip Rivers is throwing games away. Phillip Rivers, is, he's not winning games. It's time to move on from Phillip Rivers. Can Colin Kaepernick help in that offense where they have Eckler catching more passes than receivers? They have a running back like Gordon. You get a running threat in there like Colin Kaepernick. I'm just saying. There's a lot that can happen. Give the guy the opportunity. All right, um, hold on one second. Before we turn to Miles Garrett, would you sign Colin Kaepernick to be a starting quarterback? Uh, let's say for the Green Bay Packers. Let's pretend you didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Would you want Colin Kaepernick leading your team? If I didn't have, if I didn't have Aaron Rodgers, right? Here's what I would do. I would bring Colin Kaepernick in for a workout so I can see exactly where he is. If I bring him on, 
I won't bring Colin Kaepernick in as a starter. I wouldn't need to because I have people that I've been developing through right. my farm system like the Packers do, right? They build up from their farm system and then they go. So you can come in, get a workout. We'll determine, okay, I'll put you on the roster. Right now, Green Bay doesn't have that backup quarterback that's like really just blowing up the headlines and stuff. But Green Bay, if there's any team in the world, Green Bay knows how dangerous that man Colin Kaepernick is. Yeah, I would absolutely bring him in to work yep. him out. I would have him definitely on a roster. He should definitely be on a roster somewhere and then working himself into getting into the live football action. Obviously, throwing a football with no pads on is completely different than being out there. So I would work him out, definitely have him on a roster. Um, starting, no, I wouldn't bring him right in as a starter. No, that's not what I'm I, saying. So for me, I, I wouldn't bring Colin Kaepernick into my organization. And the reason is, is because I had to go through the Tim Tebow circus, mm-hmm. uh, being a Broncos fan. And every single sports show, every single interview, everything was about Tim Tebow, his religion, his faith, the way that he's driving it, so on and so forth. So similar to Kaepernick, right? He's sharing on a public forum his beliefs, the same way Tebow shared his beliefs, um, and I wasn't okay with Tim Tebow doing it. I didn't. I didn't think um, one's occupation. Um, you sh- you should talk about religion and faith and things like that um, while you're at work and publicize it on television, right? And I feel so like that was media driven though. But Tebow I, I did it like every Tebow chance he could. He was annoying it. about he it. He never too. hit it. Obviously. Sorry for those of you that love Tim Tebow. I'm not he a Tim never Tebow fan. Hit it. I feel like Tebow never hit it. But it was a media-driven thing. When he goes and scores a touchdown, yeah, he can't take a knee and pray. Like, no, no, for I, sure. Absolutely. That is perfectly fine. What do you think the There's media would do with Kaepernick But then? the media has drawn this out. Yep, the media is drawing the Colin Kaepernick thing. Yep. Um, and, yeah, they're the ones that are really pushing this. But the NFL kind of not giving a lot of details, not this and that. Um, there was even something that um, an NFL, one of, the, uh, one of the people from the NFL PA actually came out and said it was a sham. The whole workout was a sham, mm-hmm. which is exactly what Colin Kaepernick was worried about, which is why he made the decision he did. I don't feel like it was a Colin Kaepernick just being an individual. I felt like it was Colin Kaepernick really trying to show the people what is actually going on here. That's it. All that, right. That's all. I feel Kaepernick, like I'm not employing you. Go get a podcast. Talk about whatever you want on there. I don't want you in the NFL. Colin, I would show up to every single football game that... <laughs> Phillip Rivers is playing in, that Kyle Allen is playing in, that Trubisky's playing in, uh, that Haskins is playing in. I would absolutely, Fitzpatrick, I would absolutely be there in those freaking stands calling them out because they are not performing right now. Okay. Period. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. We flipped the page to Miles Garrett. Uh, Miles Garrett suspended indefinitely for something that eh, I feel like maybe four game suspension. Yeah, that's interesting, right? So, and I'm comparing it to this. In 2013, Houston's Antonio Smith was suspended for two preseason games and one regular season game for swinging his helmet at Richie Incognito. So why is Miles Garrett getting, uh, getting his occupation taken away from him when someone who did the exact same thing only missed two preseason games, which don't matter at all, and only one regular season game for the exact same thing? Here's the difference, Gray. The difference is that he swung it at a quarterback. Oh, look at my notes. Would punishment be the same if it was a QB that was involved? That's exactly Incognito what I was saying. Incognito is an offensive right. lineman. Swinging a helmet at an offensive lineman, yep. they could care less. But this I is agree. your golden position, the quarterback position, the most vulnerable position. Yep. They are absolutely going to make this a bigger deal. And my thing is, is how does... Okay, Max Kellerman. I absolutely love Max Kellerman. I, I love Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman because Max Kellerman just let it be known. Listen, Rudolph, you... Pulled from the back of the helmet, yeah. tried to yank it off. You actually instigated the whole thing. Uh, first and foremost, it, yes, you got tackled. It was a hit. That's what happened. You got angry, grabbing at the helmet, trying to yank off the back. And so he gets up and he's like, oh, shit, that's the type of party we have. Grabs yeah. the face mask and rips it off. Backs up. It looks like everything is all cool. Everything's calm. He's moving back. The linemen are taking him back. 
And guess who comes running over? It's like the girl that comes and she's mad at you and wants to fight when all your friends hold you back. So he's mad. You throw some jabs at him. I mean, the only thing he could do is, okay, well, I'm going to swing the helmet. And I would say that it looked like he was trying to put his helmet back on so they could have a fair fight. That's true. That's true. He was trying to put it back on so it would be a fair fight. Uh, I don't think Miles Garrett should be suspended indefinitely. Uh, Mason Rudolph's at fault here, and it is the NFL trying to protect their quarterbacks. Um, And like I was saying, I did write down that question. I was going to ask you, would punishment be the same if a QB wasn't involved? And the answer we have from that 2013 example um, where Antonio Smith was only suspended two preseason games and one regular season game, NFL needs to uh, provide or apply the same sentence to uh, Miles Garrett because I don't think he should be out for the rest of the season. Um, there was a lot going on there. It is a physical game, and um, he had the helmet in his hand. Instinctively, you're going to swing it. I don't have any problem with it. Instinctively, you're swinging it, yep. and you came and caused the havoc. Now, here's here's the thing. I, I I would say that Pouncey, what Pouncey did mm. was more of like that. I think that was more like that was worse. That was worse than what freaking he did. Like he Nadamakan Sue has done worse. The helmet didn't even connect with the right. crown of the helmet. Yeah. He hit him with the padding part of yep. the helmet. But Pouncey comes over well and away with fist, kicking him in the head. Are we not talking about how dangerous that is? Yeah. And what did they give Pouncey? Three games? Mm-hmm. They gave him three game suspension for something that I think was more brutal than what... Eh, what pisses me off is everyone in the media is making this out to be like, it was such a malicious act and this and that. I don't think That's it was. bullshit. It's bullshit. It wasn't yeah. a malicious act. He had it the helmet. Was, just, it, just, was an instinct, yeah. it was an instinctive move. It wasn't premeditated. You tried to yank my helmet off. You were unsuccessful. Yeah. I yanked yours <laughs> off. I backed away. You came, caused more havoc. As soon as you get hit in the head with the helmet, I think it's odd that you're looking for a damn flag when you're provoked the whole shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think he should have been suspended. I Honestly, I love seeing this. You know, Jack Del Rio says he deserves a four-game suspension. Um, Kitchen says he's still a Miles Garrett fan. And even Foxworth says Garrett should absolutely play again this year. Yeah. And I think that Garrett's going to go in, he's going to foul his appeal, and I think he's going to win. I think that the NFL is going to take another look at this. Everyone thinks that it's going to run into next year. I think that he will get a four to five game suspension and be eligible to play again. I definitely don't think this ruins his career. He is no, not out no, of the NFL no. for this bullshit. Nope. I uh, I, I don't think I think let's give him three games. I don't find the next three games, regular season games. Uh, but he doesn't deserve to uh, to be suspended indefinitely. For sure. So I think that's all we're going to say on this. Um, Miles Garrett, you stay out there hustling, young man. Get back, uh, fight the case, and you make sure you get your ass back onto that field so you can continue performing like you have been for those Cleveland Browns. All right. And uh, in, in other top news, turn the page here, but sticking with top news, we got the college football <laughs> we got the college football playoffs. Turning the page. That's right. Uh, next slide, next slide. Uh, so the college football playoffs, uh, the, the the new list is out. The new, yep. The new so list. Uh, LSU is sitting in the top spot at ten and zero. Obviously, Ohio's, LSU is in the top spot. Yeah, Ohio State number two, Clemson number three, and the Bulldogs of Georgia are in the fourth spot. Ooh. Wave, what do you think about those top four right now? Ooh man, I'm I'm you know as I look at this going forward, I like this top four. I I do because I. I think that each team at this point in the season deserves to absolutely be in those spots. Keeping Bama in the five spot, I feel like Bama in the five spot is a lot of looking forward, right? Sure. Obviously lost the quarterback for the remainder of the season with that hip yeah, injury. Yeah, So I feel like they did it, catapult them up back into the four, into that four spot because there is some hope for teams that are going to have to play them. How does that Auburn game shake up right. now? Yep. You know what I mean? With a backup quarterback. And, you know, it, it's crazy, too. Who's over at OSU right now? Who's over at OSU? The former Alabama starting quarterback. What a great so now point. What a like, great point. If yeah. we didn't allow him to go away, right. we didn't, you know, you have that backup where Hurts can come in and just, you know, dominate the game for you as he's been doing in OSU. But um, I, I definitely like this. Uh, looks like 
you know, the Buckeyes still sitting in that number two spot. And Chase Young suspended versus Rutgers. Um, when when do you think he'll be able to return? I think he'll probably be back for the playoffs is what I'm thinking. Actually, you know what? Look at here. It looks like he'll be back for the Penn State game the 23rd. But are you going to so play him? He, It's Penn State. Yeah. You got to play him. Okay. Okay. It's Penn State. Penn State, remember, was in the top four. They only got knocked out because Still sitting they took at nine and one to Minnesota. You know what I yep. mean? So so you have to. You absolutely got to play him. He sat for two games, yeah. which you were able to sit him for those two games. Didn't really mean much. But uh, you have to absolutely play him in this situation. You you cannot wait. You cannot. You got to, got to. All right, so here's what I'm looking at. I, I'm happy with the top four. I think the top four are great. I think they're deserving. Um, the only thing that I would probably switch out again going to this mm-hmm. just to see the Pac-12 get involved mm-hmm. is is plug Oregon in that plug in that Oregon. number four spot, right? Um, but how are they going to get there? Georgia's got Texas A&M this week, and then they finalize uh, their season against the Ramblin' Wreck mm-hmm. of Georgia Tech, uh, the two and eight uh, Georgia Tech on the final game of the season. Uh, looking at Bama, who's sitting above Oregon right now, they've got Western Carolina this week, and then they've got the Iron Bowl to wrap up their season. That's truly going to define what Alabama's, um, are they going to get plugged into the playoffs or not? That game's going to decide it right there. Uh, but looking at Oregon, they got uh, ASU this week here in Tempe, and then uh, they finish their season against Oregon State. Uh, other teams on the outside look in. You've got 9-1 and one Utah, and you've got 9-1 and one Oklahoma. You could really make a case for any one of those teams to get a shot at the playoffs. Absolutely, and and it's crazy because these are all the one-loss teams, right? right? Yep. So you, you got the one-loss teams. Everyone's fighting for position. Georgia with the one-loss. Bama, Oregon. I think Oregon has the best chance. If I do too. Georgia's going to be knocked out, Oregon absolutely has a chance. Um, ASU has shown that... They have not been able to perform as of late down this back stretch. Right. And um, they've been put in such a great position. They had a fucking shootout with Oregon State. Yeah. Uh, so if Oregon can come in and dominate this game the way they need to, Oregon can potentially get themselves a nod over Alabama. Because again, will Alabama struggle this week without their starting quarterback? I think they will. I, I, and but... does it drop them down? What is it dropping? One, two spots? It put Oregon in that fifth spot. Coming down to the final game, going into the the bowl championships, or um, you know, it's it's gonna be close. It's gonna be interesting. I hope that I can see Oregon get in there. Um, it would be exciting to watch that team in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Alabama's got to pound Western Carolina to make a case uh, before they go into that Auburn game. Um, LSU's got an easy game this week. They'll retain the top spot. They're going against Arkansas, who's sitting at two and eight. The most intriguing game of the week is Ohio, Ohio State, State sitting at number two, taking on number eight Penn State, who's sitting at nine and one, another nine and one team. And then Ohio State has got Michigan in the big house um, uh, uh, to wrap up their season. Michigan eight and two, and this would be an opportunity for Harbaugh to truly make a right. statement. Um, since he's joined, um, since he's joined Michigan, he really hasn't had a big win. He's yet to beat Ohio State, so this is his chance. And what he could do is basically take Ohio State out of the opportunity to win a national. So I'll championship. ask you this question. Greg. Yeah, hit me. Here's the question I'll ask: Ohio State loses to Michigan, right? Do they fall out the top four? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Because there's no love for the Pac-10. Or for the, no, big the Big Ten. The Big Ten. The Big Ten. Right. Ooh, this is a valid point. Now, this can be Oregon's opportunity here. Uh, it could be Oregon you know, and Alabama's it, opportunity. It, it could absolutely be Alabama's opportunity. Uh, I don't I don't know. Like, does Auburn take advantage of this damaged and wounded team? Obviously, they still have that defense intact. Uh, they still got the running game intact. Everything is still there for them. But how much do you open up the playbook to the backup quarterback? And that's what's going to be interesting. So Ohio State loses one game, and you think they can fall out the top? You know what's funny that I was just thinking about? Is that we we bring out the fiddle for Alabama that Tua's injured. You know who Tua's backup is? (laughs) Probably the greatest high school quarterback in the nation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Prospect, (laughs) a blue chip prospect. Agreed. I don't feel bad for you, Bama. 
But again, you know, you haven't had the action uh, since high school, right? You hadn't played much. You came in in relief a few times, obviously, with Tua's uh, past injuries. Uh, you know, but, but he's still, probably the greatest high school quarterback in the nation. Still, <laughs> there's a lot to be said for what these college teams look like, what these rivalries look like. Yeah, that's the rivalry game. Yeah, the rivalry game. Yep, those are the games that test that character. Yeah, if you've never been in one, there you have it. Well, anyway, Saban, I don't feel bad for you. You still got an amazing backup quarterback, better than probably most teams' starting quarterbacks. I like it. I like it. And uh, we we've been running here, guys. We we got a lot of excitement around this. I kind of want to bring everybody back. (sighs) Take a deep breath. We got some. Beautiful stuff about to happen now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Transition. Whoa. Like I told you guys at the top of the show, we got another <laughs> we got another song for you guys. And it's gonna lead us into Raina's Corner. Alright. So take a listen as we get started with Raina's Corner to our new theme song for Raina's Corner. As I feel like she's gonna approve this one here. I think she'll approve this. How you feeling about that? That, that guitar like sounds like Carlos Santana. Oh, that is Remember Santana. Carlos Santana? Is that it him? That is Carlos oh, Santana. Oh, look at that. Huh? Huh? How about that? That is exactly who it is. And here nice. Here we go. I'm liking this. I'm liking this as well. Yeah. Real nice melody. Roll us into Raina's Corner. And... I'm sure Raina's going to love this one, you know. Uh, I'm going to let it play in the background as we okay. answer Raina's Corner today. Uh, and I'm sure it's a it's a sensitive subject for you. Uh, I'm sure you have the HOA. I have an uh, HOA. I, I do. I, I don't have an HOA, but I had an HOA. Okay. And I understood okay. what the hell they were doing, the fines, all this crap, telling me how to live in my damn house. Okay. You know, so the question what is your opinion on HOA telling us when we're allowed to start decorating for holidays? Now, I Do you agree with this? Okay, I've never heard of an HOA dictating when you're allowed to put up holiday um, Christmas lights or maybe Halloween decorations, Christmas decorations, whatever it is. I've never heard of them being like, okay, so you can't put it up before this date. It has to be brought down by this date. But uh, I am a supporter of HOAs. I I appreciate HOAs making sure that our neighborhood um, remains clean, and we don't have somebody who's leaving their Christmas lights up all year long, or parking in their um, in their front lawn, and, and things like that. Right? I appreciate what HOAs are are there to do, and um, and I've most of my life I've actually lived in a community that has HOAs. And, um, and I guess I pay to have, um, to live in those neighborhoods where it's maintained and, and, you know, the aesthetic is kept and things like that. And the bushes are trimmed and the sidewalks are clear and, and things like that. So I'm okay with HOAs. Obviously I choose to live in, um, areas where HOAs are at, but I don't think an HOA should be able to dictate when you can and cannot Put up your Christmas lights. If you want to put up your Christmas lights the week before Thanksgiving, put them up the week before Thanksgiving, right? If you want to put them up um, in October, that's a little goofy and that's on you and hopefully your neighbors pick on you a little bit. <laughs> but right. um, but I don't think they should be able to dictate when you can and cannot put up your Halloween, your Christmas decorations. Um, they shouldn't be able to trample on someone's spirit wave. I. This is interesting because... Uh, my mom and her husband, they had a meeting to eliminate their HOA. Okay. So I'm very familiar with the situation. I'm very familiar with how HOAs work and the operational stuff. Agree. I agree. I love keep the, everything clean. Keep mm-hmm. it. Be responsible. Get out there. Tighten up the neighborhood. Don't let it go to shit. Right. Don't tell me when the hell I can put yep. decorations up, though. I, this is my house. If I decide yeah. that I want to rock my Christmas lights all the way through January because I'm too damn lazy to get my mm-hmm. ass up there and take them down, 
man, you leave my shit alone. <laughs> my, it's my house, my rules. Now, the cleanliness, yeah, absolutely. Ma- making sure my trash can isn't out too long, you know, too many days. It starts to make the neighborhood look trashy. I love for the HOA stepping in in that aspect. Yeah. But if each person can hold themselves accountable and hold their neighborhood accountable to these such things, you, there there would be no need for the HOA. As you're, you're paying for someone to police you. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's an interesting concept, right? If you can just be disciplined, and and it's it's exactly what it is. Think about people that work out. You pay someone to work you out when your ass can just wake up, go to the damn gym, and work out yourself. Mm -hmm. But again, it's it's that thing that we, we need someone telling us something. And I feel like the HOA has no right trying to tell you when and when you can't. The reason Raina submitted the question is they're kind of in a battle <laughs> I was wondering. with that, right? right? Yeah. So yeah. obviously Is the battle about Christmas lights? It's it's about setting up for the holidays, right? <laughs> I think anytime it's a holiday season, once we're in the holiday season, right. why can't I put this stuff up? It's cold outside. Yeah. You know, in some areas it's snowing outside. There's a lot and, and mind of you, stuff for people on. outside of Arizona, we're talking about it being cold at fifty degrees. Yeah, we're <laughs> I'm freezing my ass off. Let me tell you, <laughs> I'm freezing my ass off. I know there's people zero below or negative degrees. I'm still in short sleeve I, shirt. Listen, I, I'm in short sleeve. I got my smooth criminal MJ shirt on, uh, short sleeve. But let me tell you, you don't dictate when I can put my lights up. You if it's after November first, and like you're saying, it's the holiday season. If it's after November first, shit. If it's after, I mean, you got Halloween set up before that, so I. It, Let's say October 1st. October 1st to January 1st, throw your shit up, do whatever you want with it. I don't think an HOA should be able to dictate that. Now, if you're putting up, literally putting up Christmas decorations in June and you've got like the Clark Griswold house going on with like millions and millions of lights and it's June and you've got the inflatable like Santa Claus on your your front lawn that's going bananas. He's like six feet tall. So loud. Right. And it's playing holiday jingles. From that Maybe someone should step in. From that standpoint, understandable. Because those bright lights, when it's out of season and it's yeah. festive, you know. But but hell, what if I want to put them up for Fourth of July and yep. I got the fireworks? I want to light my house up, decorate it. I feel like I should be able to decorate my house however I want, mm-hmm. re- regardless, right? No matter what any of my neighbors think, if it's not physically disturbing you, leave me the hell alone. I want to get an update from uh, from Raina when this thing's all resolved, and I would love to know a little more of the backstory. Is is for is sure. like what's going on at Does Raina's she house? Wanna, did she want to put her Halloween decor, or did she want to put her decorations up before Halloween and kind of just overpass Halloween? Or <laughs> w- what is it? Will they not allow her to do it for Thanksgiving? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a lights kind of guy. I'm not to put the whole stuff up. I, I, I don't put I, up a ton of lights yeah, either. I can, I can care less. Uh, put my tree in the house, you know, turn, hook, decorate the lights, everything like that. Um, I tell Tyrone, my son, and then obviously Sire, my one-year-old. That, Sire's hey, in the studio today. Hey, Santa comes and Santa will decorate the damn house <laughs> the night of. And then when Santa leaves and we wake up in the morning, he takes uh-huh. the lights with him. And it's, you know. It's, Do you know why? kids, they believe it, you know. Why I don't put up Christmas lights? Why? Because I don't want to take them down. It's because you don't want to take right. them down. Yeah. You put them up. Uh-huh. You're like, damn, you know what? This looks really good. And then, guess what? Your front porch lights are probably burned the fuck out. So, yeah. let me just use my holiday decorations <laughs> to light up my driveway. <laughs> Leave me the hell alone. I think the overall consensus here, HOA, fuck off. Keep the neighborhood clean. Don't give a fuck Keep the neighborhood clean. Don't tell me what to do with my don't lights. Don't do with my lights. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, I like yeah. that. So, so that'll wrap up Raina's corner. And Raina, give uh, us an update on how your HOA battle shakes yeah, out. Yeah, please give us an update. Uh, we kept you guys long enough here. We're gonna take our break here. Uh, get you some info from our sponsor at Anchor.fm. Uh, so, if you guys are interested in having a podcast and running a podcast, we are gonna tell you guys how. That's right. I'm Wavy. I'm Gray. And this is the Wavy and Gray podcast. We will be back. Ladies and gentlemen.
Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back to all our viewers. You guys have now entered the top five power rankings. Wavy and Gray are going to give you guys who we think are the top teams in the NFL right now. Uh, I'll go ahead and get started as I had my man Gray do this last week. I'm going to run down my top five list in its entirety, and then we can discuss your top five list in its entirety. Uh, So right back to it. I got at the number five slot. Even after last week's win, I still have the San Francisco 49ers in my number five slot. San Francisco 49ers were able to edge out the Arizona Cardinals in another divisional game. Their third in three weeks, uh, but they were able to edge them out um, after causing a late turnover um, and you know stopping those Cardinals. Again, this just goes back to how they won the game. I wasn't super impressed. They were down 16, obviously overcame that def- that deficit. Uh, so they're sitting in my number six, uh, number five spot. I got an extra credit spot, though. I got okay. a number six. And the reason I have a number six slot is because uh, somebody came back. And uh, I think it was a quarterback. And uh, he plays for the Colts. So obviously a fan of the show, our boy Snow and Rob. Obviously, we got to shout them out. I know you got the bad blood. They beat your Broncos and everything, <laughs> but we got to shout them out. I got y'all Indianapolis Colts at number six, so don't think that they were just completely left out, uh, but they're at six, not in five. Uh, I got my Green Bay Packers at number four. The reason my Packers are over the 49ers is because November 24th on Sunday night football, Alvin Duke Reed. We're going to get up in that ass, and that's what's going to happen. So are we just allowed to just kind of like forecast what's going to happen for our top I'm five? Because I'm going to adjust absolutely. my whole entire list. No, no, no. We're not going to adjust the list based off of that. I just think the Green Bay Packers at 8-2 and two are better than the 49ers at 9-1. and one. Okay. That's the reason why they're in my number four slot. Now, uh, I got to switch here. All right. I got the Seahawks in my number three spot. Now, obviously, here, here it's a it's a week-by-week basis, right? The reason that the Patriots were in my three slot last week was because they had come off of a bad loss, right? Then they had the bye week, right? Here we here we are. They played Philadelphia. They were able to make the stop at the end. Maybe Nelson Aguilar just didn't catch it again, but that's neither here nor there. But I think that the Patriots have reestablished themselves and their dominance of understanding how they can shut teams down, held them to just 10 points as they won 17-10. But the Seahawks, with that bye week, I think it it hurt them a little because now I got to see the Patriots again. I got to see the Patriots get back to that winning way. So I got Seattle in my three, Patriots in my two slot, again, because they were able to hold that Philadelphia offense to just 10 points. And even with Tom Brady not having a great game, Tom Brady not throwing a touchdown pass, they had to revert to the trick plays to get in the end zone. Um, I think that they show that they're still winners in this game. And then, obviously, Lamar Jackson, what, what, what can you say? He played another amazing game, absolutely destroying the Houston, Texas. Sorry, Reggie. Your team got destroyed. And, man, it just it looks really good for them. The Ravens are going to be coming up in our Monday night game. Uh, we got there at the Rams. So uh, we'll talk about that, obviously, and how it could potentially change our top five. Yeah. After our picks. So, so. Where do you stand, Greg? Okay, so let me get this straight. Who's in your three slot right now? My three slot is the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, so you got the Hawks three, mm-hmm. and that means you got the Pats Patriots two. Patriots two. Okay. Ravens one. So I got All the right. AFC on the top. Yeah, right? That's amazing how that's switched because uh, there's some weeks where you're heavy on the NFC up top. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've had the Colts in my top five before, Yeah, you know, I've, but then the Saints. It's because the Saints are switching in and out of my top five, so um, an AFC team normally... I'm going to go with the top five. I don't have a top six. I'm going with my top five. And and I have your Packers two weeks in a row in my top five. Huge matchup coming up against San Francisco on Sunday night. And there will be a shakeup in the top five based off of the results. There will be blood. Yep, of that Sunday night showdown. Uh, Seattle dropped a little bit this week for me. Uh, Coming in at the four spot. Wilson, to me, is still the MVP. Him and Lamar Jackson are battling it out. 
um, for that. And then uh, with Seattle's defense coming alive, I'm excited to see what they got going on. They're traveling to Philadelphia. They're traveling to the uh, the city of brotherly love. This should be a great road matchup. Um, and looking forward to that game as well. But Seattle sitting at eight and two, um, putting them in the four spot. I got the Pats in the three spot. They are sitting at nine and one. Um, they have a great uh, game this week too, facing uh, facing the Cowboys this week. The six and four Dallas Cowboys. Um, you kind of mentioned it. The Patriots barely got out of Philly. Um, they did win that game, but only by seven points. Again, that defense held that offense to ten points. Mm-hmm. So. I'm still a little surprised coming out of a bye week. We talked about it. I mean, we were even saying, watch out Philadelphia. Here come the Patriots out of a bye week. What's Belichick going to mix up? Um, But it wasn't nearly um, as big of a whooping as you would have thought. They squeaked by with a seven-point win, and that uh, leaves them good enough to be my number three team in the NFL. But here's the thing. Philly also came off of a bye week. Oh, nice. Love it. Love it. Right. So it was a chess match. Mm -hmm. Who had the better bye week? Who had the better film analysis? And obviously we saw by Patriots winning, they, they had the edge. Yeah. Uh, again, squeaking by Philadelphia, seven point win. Patriots nine and one the season in my third slot. I have the nine and one 49ers uh, in the number two spot. We talked about it kind of off air. Niners didn't even deserve to win that game, uh, but they did win it. And the reason I'm keeping them at number two and um, is because a lot of times and we did speak about this as well. Uh, teams, there's trap games. In a season, right? Mm-hmm. Games that you overlook or games you don't prepare as much for mm-hmm. uh, because you think that you have it in the bag. And the 49ers may be guilty of that. They may have been looking at that Green Bay matchup that's coming uh, and kind of overlooked and didn't game plan as much mm-hmm. for the Arizona Cardinals. They still found a way to win. Uh, there's a huge test coming up this week, though, against your Packers. And I'm leaving the Ravens in the top spot. I believe they are the best team in the NFL. They got a strong defense. They held Houston to only seven points. Uh, Lamar Jackson accounted for four touchdowns, and he had 86 yards rushing in that game. Another MVP performance. performance. Uh, Him and uh, Russell Wilson sure are a lot of fun this year. And um, that's not to take anything away from Christian McCaffrey. He's in the MVP discussion as well. Uh, But we know how the NFL loves their quarterbacks. And Love um, them <laughs> so I'm, my guess is it's going to be Wilson or Lamar Jackson, both making great cases for league MVP. Lamar Jackson has his team in my number one spot this week. The Ravens eight and two and uh, looking only to get stronger as the season moves along. But that's my top five wave. Not a bad list. Um, Thank you. Obviously some differences, some differences here, but uh, some valid differences. You you spoke to why you think your teams are in their positions. I spoke to why my teams are in my positions. Um, obviously, I feel like my position is stronger though. Yeah, I posted <laughs> I posted my top five on our Instagram page, and I'm asking for you guys to share with uh, Wave and myself. Who's your top five? Do you agree with my top five? Do you disagree with my top five? How would you rank it? Uh, log on to Instagram and let us know how you rank the NFL's uh, top five teams. Yeah, you let us know, guys. Leave a comment. We would love to respond back. We'll interact with you guys. I'll post my top five. Um, you guys, it's fun to interact and have that yeah. back and forth chemistry. You guys just let us know exactly what you know. You guys want to see. And as far as who you think we could have moved in there, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually... A lot of fun doing these lists with you, Gray. Yeah, I love it. A lot of fun. Let's, uh, let's talk about the picks. Let's let's see what's going on with the picks. Uh, according to uh, to what I have written down here, you're only up by one game right now. I am. Yeah. I, I it's am. 11 to 10 on the season. I'm starting to gain some traction. I'm getting stronger, I believe, as the season moves on. Uh, pulled within one game. And I'm curious to see how you're picking your uh, your picks this week, see if we have any differences and see if I can't pull ahead or at least tie uh, with you this week on the NFL picks. Yeah, man, since it's coming down close, I, I got something for you, Greg. Okay. It, it, it's what getting really close, so um, I, I just thought, you know, I, I had a little something for you. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history in the history. of professional <laughs> In the history of professional pick'em. Yeah. For the pick'em championship, shove a pie in the face of the world. Are you ready? Are you guys ready? Is that what we're doing? Is we're betting for a pie to the face? Pie to the face. All right, you guys heard it. Are you 
yes, yes. We had to get the great Michael Buffer. Obviously, we don't own the copyrights to this here, but this was just an amazing name. He lets you get ready. Are you ready to rumble? One of the greatest hype men of all time. Because that's what we're doing is rumble. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! hey that's what I got for you there. So now let's get into the picks. Last week, I went down. You won the Thursday night matchup. We split the Sunday night matchup. And then you took the Monday night matchup. Damn right uh, I did. Damn dis- right I did. Disappointing, disappointing. Philip Rivers let me down again. Oh, I love when Philip Rivers chokes. Everyone does, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely not Diego fans. But here we go. We got Thursday night. And Thursday night. It's a great matchup. I mean, I can't. I'm, I'm not mad at the matchup. You know uh, the Texans are going to bounce back strong after uh, Colts, what they went through Texans. last week. Colts, Texans. Yeah. On the softball team, I got Reggie and the Texans. And then I got Snow and the Colts. Like, I, I, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do, right? But guess what? Who was my number six team? And who wasn't? I got the Colts going. They're going to go in there. And they're going to tear them down and kick Houston while they're down. Okay, so you've got the Colts then. Yes, sir. All right, I'm going with the Texans. I'm going with the bounce-back game for the Texans. Uh, this is a great division rivalry. The Colts have owned it for a lot of years, and I'm looking for the torch to get past to the Houston Texans, and um, I have them win this game. Both teams are 6-4. and four. Give, me, give me Houston. Sunday night, it's a flexed game. Obviously, it wasn't on the original schedule, but now it's Sunday night. Oh, I love this matchup. This is an easy one. I got the Packers. All right. I'm taking the Niners on this one. Not going to spend too much time on this. Alvin Duke, <laughs> we've had our conversations. Go Packers. And then Monday night. Monday night, we got two of the best offenses in the league. When you talk about greatest show on turf, which those Rams were back in 99. Yeah, they were, they were great. And, and you see that core that they have now. But then Lamar Jackson, Ingram told everybody, told the world, he the MVP. You got something to say, see me. I love that, Ingram. And that's the belief you need in your quarterback to be the best team, to be the best player. I got the Ravens Monday night against my brother, Christopher Reed's Rams. All right. I'm taking the Rams in this game, Wave. I am taking the Rams to beat the Ravens, the team that I put in the number one slot. I think they're due for a loss. They're traveling out to L.A., mm-hmm. and I think uh, I think the Rams are going to hang one on them. Wow. And, uh, and, again, we're going to continue to see the competitiveness that the NFC West is bringing to the table this okay. year. And I think the Rams are going to make a statement that of don't forget about us. I feel you. So you got the Rams showing out. I do. This essentially will give the Rams, what, a third win in the row? Yeah. Look at you, man, really rooting on those Rams. I'm I'm not a Rams fan. I'm just picking it like I see it. And and I think they're ready to get up off the mat this year. I got you. That'll wrap it up for our pick'ems. You guys, y'all know what time it is. Once you hear this, you guys know it is time for the hometown local spotlight section. Um, Obviously, like we said, Delhi every day performed at the sixth annual Arizona Hip Hop Festival. Um, Delhi's been making his way through all of these different stages of his career, and uh, was one of the top performances of the show. Very cool. Um, and I, I really just thought I wanted to highlight it because uh, it's a great accomplishment. He's he's been going to these festivals a couple of years, but um, he got put you know on one of the main stages. Um, which awesome. obviously draws a bigger crowd and really is a testament to the work he's put in. Yeah. So definitely want to take the time out, shout you out, Mr. Deli every day. Uh, and again, we lead off with his hometown just to get us in this segment. Um, and then another one, obviously we had the Beats. You know, my boy Beats by Dom. So Dominic submitted some beats. You guys, wavygraypodcast at gmail.com. Send in some music that we can go ahead and play, uh, that we can spotlight for you guys. Um, and then one more. We are going to highlight another great podcast. You guys love yeah. podcasts. You guys love people that's in your face talking some shit. Give you some would you rather. Um, we have House of Sinners, that podcast. 
we want to shout you guys out. Uh, you are our podcast of the week, and we wanted to just show some love so we can get you guys some great listeners. Yeah, scratch our back, we'll scratch your back. Absolutely. Uh, and they have a great podcast, and I appreciate them uh, throwing a shout out for us. Very, very cool. Uh, so shout out back to you guys. Um, and, and let's continue to support one another in this podcast. I think it's pretty cool. They're fraternity. on episode 22. We're on okay. episode 11. All right. 11 times 2 is 22, <laughs> baby. So I'm just saying I feel like there's a lot of good good, uh, good, good vibes in the air. Yeah, man. it's good and community. I think, I think it's great that we got this going on back and Absolutely. forth. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, again, we talked about the Suns. We talked about ASU. Kind of coming back down to reality. Um, yeah, turn I, it I, in. I know you had... Um, a question for me. Obviously, it's going to tie into this. Uh, what, what was that that you sure. wanted to kind of So about? just kind of recap here real quick, and then I'll dive into that. Um, looking at the hometown teams right now and kind of running down where they stand, ASU mm-hmm. is sitting at 5-5 five and five on the season. Uh, next game, they got 9-1 and one Oregon, uh, and then they have the Battle of Arizona after that, taking on University of Arizona. So maybe they end up at 6-6. Uh, six and six. Uh, We'll see how that turns out. The Suns, um, they're five and five in their last ten games. They came out of the gates fast. Everybody was super excited. They're coming down to earth a little bit, sitting at seven and six. Uh, if the playoffs were to start the, today, they would be the eighth seed in the playoffs. Um, and then let's look at the Cardinals. Right, three seven and one on the season. They have that tie. They've lost four in a row. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff going on with the Cardinals. If you look at Kyler Murray, talk about Cliff Kingsbury. Um, so maybe the future is bright for that team. I'll kind of let you talk about it here in a second. But as we sit right now, 3-7-1. and one. Um, And then let's talk about the Diamondbacks. They finished second in the NFL, NL West last season. Their last 10 games, they were 8-2. and two, And they missed the wild, making the playoffs with the wild card uh, by only four games. Yeah. So they were kind of knocking on the door there. So wave, I ask you. Out of those four hometown teams, uh, if you're looking at a short-term future, maybe one to three years, one to five years, which team out of our hometown teams, ASU, the Suns, Cardinals, or Diamondbacks, do you feel best about? You know, man, when I when I think about that question, I, I, I look at where our teams have been, right? Um, the D-backs, you know, the D-backs are kind of far removed from the World Series. Um, but one team that's not super far removed from um, a Super Bowl appearance, the Arizona Cardinals. I think that the Arizona Cardinals have a chance to really develop this young core. Kirk has come on hot as Kyler Murray has just been a great dominating force in the last couple of games. I think it's really good to see his development. And this is why I am going to say the Arizona Cardinals as that home team they will be the ones to make the push. They'll be in the playoffs within the next two years. The Arizona Cardinals will make a comeback and start dominating that NFC West division again because they have the defense. Um, their defense is, you know, solid. Um, got the corners. Got the, you know, D line. They just need to sure up some of those offensive woes. Um, as you saw last week, they jumped out. On the San Francisco 49ers. They had them by 16 points. They absolutely should have gone on and won that game. But again, some rookie mistakes were made. And that's kind of what Kyler Murray's got to learn. So I think a second year, third year Kyler Murray with those receivers. Obviously, Larry Fitzgerald's getting a little old. He'll probably be phasing out a bit here. But I think the Arizona Cardinals have the best shot where they are right now to kind of capture that greatness for the home state. Yeah, and the Cardinals, I think, are in a pretty good spot, too, even though that 3-7-1 record doesn't showcase where they're at. But there's a lot of positive things going on with the Cardinal organization. If I was going to suggest anything for the Cardinals, get rid of Vance Joseph. He's uh, he's the one that called that blitz at the end of the game there. <laughs> um, that hurt them, obviously, lost the game for them. Um, I mean, some other elements, too, but it was Vance Joseph that called that blitz. They ran right into the touchdown. Uh, in for a touchdown. Um, ASU, man, they started off so fast, and I was so optimistic about them. Um, but but Herm's on a slide. I, I, I At this point, I can't tell what's going on with ASU's uh, program. I can't tell what direction they're going in. But if it's, I was... It's like, you wonder if... Is the team giving up? Like, are the like have they not faced this adversity? And now, you know, because a lot of them coming from is these it high age schools, thing? right? Yeah, like coming from the high schools. Is it a relating to the coach thing? Like Herm, a little older, coming back to college and coaching these kids. So 
there's there's just a lot there. And a lot of people would say, well, hell, you know, you got Marvin Lewis who's been losing. He made a career of losing <laughs> yeah, in Cincinnati. Uh, and you got him there as an advisor. So, you know, could it be that? Could it be? Uh, there's a lot of different variables. But I'm telling you, the way they've been playing is really setting up for that damn home state game, figuring out who's going to win it. Um, they're putting themselves in a position where it, it might not look good for them. If, if I was going to choose one of these teams between uh, ASU football, the Suns, Cardinals, and Diamondbacks, the one that I think is going to have the most success in the short term, looking at one to five years, I'm going with the Phoenix Suns. I think the Suns are set up for success. They've been building it through the draft, a couple key acquisitions through free agency, and I, and I think we're starting to see it come together. Yes, they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games, but they don't even have everybody healthy at this point. What's going to happen when they become full strength? It's an 82-game season, and, um, and we talked about it with Breeze a few weeks ago that maybe him being on the shelf may have been a good thing just to keep him rested for the playoff push. And the Suns, it could be a, a good thing too, not having DeAndre at this point because maybe when he comes in it's going to breathe a little extra life it's going to give them a little spring in their step yeah. and uh and maybe they start hitting another winning streak but i'm if i'm looking at all of these i think the suns are going to find success sooner uh between um any of those other teams that we have here locally okay. so okay. i'm going the for the suns, suns. yep the I, suns. I think it's okay. going to be the suns I could, I could absolutely see the suns being able to kind of make it um, and they do have the young core, the yeah. young team uh, building up. Bucker's playing great. There too. So, you know, they do have all the tools available. So you you might be on to something here, and, you know, you just might. So who do you guys think? Who do you guys think is going to find success uh, sooner than later uh, with the hometown teams? You I'm going with the Suns know. and uh, Waves choosing the Cardinals. I'm taking cards. He's taking Suns. D-backs have a very real chance. So yeah. There's a lot of our people out there that are Diamondbacks fans. They're baseball fans. They have a real solid chance. Uh, but we're, I'm saying the quickest turnaround, this, the Arizona Cardinals. I got to take them. They'll be in the playoffs sooner than later. All right. All right. And there you have it, guys. That is uh, episode 11. Episode 11 coming to a close. Uh, great episode. Appreciate uh, having your son here in the studio today. Yeah, Sire, he's knocked out right now. He is knocked but, out, yeah. Uh, Sire is in the Louis Angel Lounge. It was great to bring him along. Uh, he's been great, man. You guys ain't hear one peep out Not of one him, peep. Right? Um, but a great show. We're going to take it out with Trauma from Meek Mill off his championship album. Um, but, hey, man, I'm Wavy. I'm Gray. And this has been the Wavy and Gray Podcast. Episode 11, we love you guys. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Waving Great Podcast on all platforms. Let's go.